Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by The Green Door Salon, located in Delaware, Ohio. Check it out and ask for Jill Glosser, and she will make all your hair dreams come true. Hey, Wildly Becoming family. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am here in the studio with Jill Glosser. Jill Glosser, (laughs) the one and only. With Rachel Bain. (laughs) Today, we are going to talk about the messy middle. Ew. Yeah. Dealing. It is good. Dealing with times of uncertainty. When you are in the land of I don't know. (laughs) How do you trust God during this time? What do you do when your prayers are answered? but it isn't what you thought it would look like. And how do you keep loving God and being still when you're in the messy middle? Okay, that whole first sentence there is like huge if you really break it down. (laughs) So where do you wanna start with this, Jill? So the whole, I love that. Your prayers are answered and not the way you thought they would be. That right there, oof. Okay, so let's talk about that first. For our listeners out there, tell us a little bit about your journey, Jill. You had been praying. Which find one? <laughs> which one? And she's got a lot of journeys. Uh, oh the one my. where you were praying for a special someone. Well, I wasn't. Hmm. But you didn't expect him to be yes. hours so away. I wasn't like, I was not really necessarily praying for a person. I thought I was going to live my life out as a single you know, single individual. I pictured myself moving myself into a retirement community and living life as a single woman for the rest of my life. I I truly did. Really? Um, Yeah. Were you going to like play cards? Yeah, I was going to wear the big old hat and big sunglasses and gold lame shoes. If you're listening today and you don't know, she's so extra. Like her extra has extra. (gasps) No, I just like sparkles. But Oh, that reminds me of the wedding dress. She's really extra, y'all. No. <laughs> okay, back to the story, squirrel brain. So obviously God just saw something completely different for my life. And honestly, when I look at it right now, I, I laugh because it's it's nothing I would have expected. I ended up dating and person from my hometown that I, it was a hometown that Keep in mind, I love it there, but I couldn't wait to leave. I left literally the minute I turned 18, two weeks later after I graduation, I was gone and I was never to return. Well, I started dating somebody from my hometown and not even knowing how that relationship was going to work because he was two hours away. And then here we are. I married him. (laughs) Now, okay, so you are married. So you're a missus. Do you... Live in your old hometown now, oh, or where no. do you live? So, yes. Yeah. So, I am still in the city that I live in, near Which, Dayton, okay. Ohio. And I live there, and I also live in Marion, Ohio. So, so my address is actually in my hometown with, with my husband. My work is still located in Centerville, Ohio, and I still 
drive literally to three different spaces. I am truly in, uh, you know, I was talking to Rachel several times about this. I truly am in the middle of all of this and I'm staying here for my business, my children, but I'm also, you know, being with my, my spouse whom I absolutely adore, love him. And, uh, just it's crazy. So let me get this straight. <laughs> and does everyone listening love how I'm putting all the emphasis on Jill's life right yeah, now? Yeah, We're not right? going to talk it's, about my messy fine, middle right now. <laughs> so Jill, you are married and you live in two different places. Yes. That could Pretty be messy. Much. I mean, you know, it, yeah, yes, it is. So I was telling Rachel, I've never felt like I don't have a home, but for the first time I sort of feel like a nomad. Like I don't really have a quote unquote home, but so I look at it like home is where the heart is. You know, my home is with my spouse and my home is with my children and I do love my work. So my home is also there and I'm actually getting ready to add a few additional days uh, in Delaware, which is closer to Paul, my hubbies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Polly G. She calls him. Yeah. My Polly G. So you were praying and well, you said you kind of were, kind of weren't, but you were. She is a praying woman. Don't let her fool you. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And fasting <laughs> woman. So, you know, her prayers were answered, but it wasn't what she thought it would look like. No, not even close. And so really practicing being still in those moments and, and practicing gratitude and being grateful for what God's done instead of being, you know, I'm sure it's frustrating and exhausting. You're running between two places. You're running a business. You're taking care of families and your belongings are scattered. And yes, at moments I was telling Rachel, she, she, you know, I walk into her home today and it's all nice, neat and tidy. And then I'm looking, I'm thinking about my bedroom alone is just cause I have still wedding things and I have just the things that are all over the place. The things are taking over. <laughs> They're just things. <laughs> They're things. <laughs> they won't go away. But also... In this time and in this season, there is such great joy. You know, there's chaos and all those things, but I'm also just really happy and just thankful that God sees outside the box and he saw a different way for my life than I did because there's already in just such a short time, there's been so many amazing blessings and just gifts along the way that I never ever would have seen before in my life. I just can't even begin to, to describe. And one of those gifts is truly being able to even love a spouse and have that love back in return. That in itself is a huge gift. I never, I can honestly say I've never had that. At 53 years old, when I got married, I had never had that. And I'd been wow. married several times. So, you know, this was the first time that I was actually excited to be married. You know, I've waited a long time and even gave up on the wait, obviously, you know. Well, it was 15 years of single life or dating yes. in between, right? Yes. 15 years yeah. before yeah. you married Paul. Yeah. And I'd had relationships and, but never somebody that I thought I would like truly marry or just, I just, yeah, no, just yeah. didn't see it coming. So right now there are a lot of moving pieces for you and there is a lot of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Like when will we actually both reside under just one roof and how will we bring our children together, you know, families and different, you know, different making space for one another and you know, your new home and, and the kids. And so 
what does that look like? Do you just really stand on God's promises during that time and trust that God is going to help you work it out and, and be patient with the process? Yes, I would say Paul's definitely the planner. And I'm more the fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. So he's, you know, he even says, so what's the plan? And which is good because it, then it makes me sort of move forward, you know, and just taking those steps forward. But honestly, I, just, I am just, I'm just praying about it. And I know that God knows he never takes us out of one spot and just drops us in another and forgets about us. So I know that he's got me and I know that he's got us. I don't know what it looks like. And it's almost a uh, peace knowing that, that I can just truly rest in what God's done. I'm just riding on that faith that he's got it. So your story is, I like how you worded like chaos and joy. But what if somebody listening today is in a messy middle space? Oh yeah, been that, there. That's not so <laughs> joyful, right? right? Oh yeah, been there. So what does- More times than not, actually. Yeah. When I was going through my healing journey, which I honestly, we're always going through that, right? It's healing is lifelong. It's not linear. It's more like a roller coaster ride, maybe a roller coaster yeah, that you didn't get in line to. <laughs> I am not this tall. I cannot get on the ride. Right. Okay. <laughs> Too so, many loop-de-loops. <laughs> yeah. This one goes upside down. I am not all about that. <laughs> so, Wee. so, you know, when life throws you those curveballs, like how do you deal with that middle space because you're still hurting and so broken and, and it's hard to see the good. It's hard to believe in the goodness of God. It's hard that, you know, the Bible says, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Well, when you're so beat down in that middle space, like, you know, that's truth and you believe that, but then there's that part of you that's like, I can't see anything. I cannot see the path before me. I don't understand this. I can't understand or fathom how God could possibly bring good from this. Mm -hmm. If there's anything I've learned through that journey, and this is coming from a girl that if you're listening today and you don't know me, I legit can't be still. I'm talking, I can't even sit on my couch unless everything is clean and organized. This is true, folks. Um, and my brain <laughs> definitely is not still. That's why we say squirrel brain. I mean, if I get five seconds of still, it's miraculous. And God just really taught me that it's through those hard times when the most growth and the most miracles are going to happen. Yes. It's almost like God will get you in that place where you have nothing but to listen. Yeah. I, I remember when I took my first trip by myself, I was like, I'm going on a vacation. I'm going to prove to myself that me and God can do this, man. It was great. And it was also ugly. But it was such a time of healing because I actually was able to get to a place where I could be still and let God do that transformative work because it's an inside job. We heal inside out. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you today, if you are listening and you're in the messy middle, maybe you're, you resonate more with Jill and it's a time of joy, but it's still hard and it's confusing. Or maybe you're more like me and like, which I'm not there now but I'm still a work in progress, but you're just have no idea. How is God going to rebuild this thing? How will he ever bring good from the situation? We want to encourage you keep trusting 
keep hoping, keep believing. I also, I don't remember if I came across this or I just, I wrote this down and it just really resonated with me. It's peace doesn't mean there isn't noise and chaos. It means that in the middle of it all, there can be a calm to your soul and there can be sweetness in the silence. I know for me personally, like when I get totally overwhelmed in that middly, crazy, chaotic times in life, I've had to literally step aside and just seek God and seek prayer and just be still for a minute. Years and years ago, in one of my marriages, I used to just lock myself in the bathroom and my ex-husband at the time would always say, gosh, you're in there for a long time. But what he doesn't realize is, is I was in there praying and just being still and just being quiet and just being in God's presence because my life was such a crap show that I couldn't even, there were times I couldn't even breathe. I think that's when anxiety can take over when you're trying to do all the things and that's the problem I was trying to do all the things when I needed to stop and let God do the things it's hard to hand that over especially when you want to be in control it's really really hard to give that over to God but I tell you what that's like the the best first step for yourself to do is just let it go for a second because he's definitely a better judge of my life than I am you know I would have screwed things up for sure I think it's hard for us as humans to trust God. Uh huh. It's big trust fall, right? Yes. yes. So a lot of this goes back to trust. When I was speaking at Southbrook Church and sharing our outreach ministries with the women's group, the Bible study they were doing, I think it's called Trustworthy by Lisa Turkers. And one of the things that she was sharing on the study video was our misplaced affections. Ooh, that's good. What's that mean? <laughs> yeah. So where are your affections? Are they on heavenly things, things above? Are they wrapped up in people, places, things? And so depending on what that looks like, if it's misplaced, that can also leave you stuck in the messy middle. So really learning to trust God with all of that and let it go. You know, we always joke and say, because I get feisty. I know. No. <laughs> we, we joke and say, I need to pull an Elsa and let it go. If you've not seen the movie Frozen, <laughs> then yeah, you probably should check it out. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. But, but truly, it's trust and trusting in a God that you can't see. And faith is believing without seeing. And just, I did this thing. This is going to sound really weird, but it helped me. And I got it from Mel Robbins. Like she talks about, the power of the high five habit. But what helped me is, so I like tangible things, right? I want to touch it. I want to see it. So I can see God's creation all around me, right? I can see God's creation when I'm sitting here looking at Jill. But one thing I did during my prayer time that was so helpful to me in this messy middle was I was just mad and I was frustrated. And, and a lot of that was a me thing, right? That's not God's fault, that's the way I'm processing. And I think a lot of times we want to blame everything and take it out on God when we're the problem. Right. And part of the messy middle for me was I was stuck because of my own self, but God in his goodness was still working a lot of things out of me. 
there were things that needed healing that I didn't even realize. And he would bring it to my awareness through different things that would happen or relationships. But what I did was I literally took my hand and lifted it up as if I was getting ready to grab somebody's hand because I'm like, I can't do this alone, God. So I'm going to reach my hand out to you and I'm going to trust that you're grabbing my hand and you're pulling me up out of this pit. You're pulling me out of the messy and we're going to do this thing together. So maybe it just starts with that. You reach up your hand, you close your eyes and you envision Jesus grabbing your hand and picking you up out of the dirt, dusting you off, putting your crown back on your head because we are who he says we are and we are his daughters and you are his son. And so allowing him to transform you during that messy middle time, reach your hand up, close your eyes, envision him grabbing it and picking you up out of the mess. That's really good. For me, I have to just really close my eyes and visualize that and remember who I am and what God says, because he has the final word. He has the final word on my life. Absolutely. And God says, I am worthy and I am loved and that he has a good plan for my life. So he might have me in the messy middle right now. Think about all the people in the Bible. They were probably like, what? the heck oh can you imagine jeremiah <laughs> was known as the weeping prophet would you have liked to been jeremiah and go and be the prophet that has to deliver bad news like get your crap together people um, and and you see it all throughout the bible because it's this constant you know people turn and run from god they're rebellious god's so loving and kind and merciful he sends the prophet come back you know and so for the israelites how long were they in that messy middle oh my gosh and so <laughs> You know, we always say, you complain, you remain, you know, and if you, you make the choice to rejoice and when you're in the messy middle, look, you got to fight for it. You have to fight for some good days because oh, let's yeah. be honest, sometimes it stinks. Oh yeah. It's hard to even get your head off of a pillow some days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why we wanted to do this episode because we want you to know that you are absolutely not alone. You have a God that knows, that sees, that cares, and you have people like us who are here walking alongside you, praying for you, cheering you on. We want to be here for you. Yes. One of my favorite things is the whole walk by faith, not by sight. And a friend of mine, she really spoke that verse into my life. She explained it to me like, you can't go by what is going on around you. You can't go by what you see in front of you, you because sometimes we see only the mess. It's so important to remember, as Jill was saying, God gives us just a little bit of enough light to see in our path. You know, the Bible says that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If you think about that, it would be easy to not trust God if you could see the whole entire path lit up. So that is also another trust That's really ball. good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he gives us enough grace and strength for each day. So how about one day at a time? Exactly. Sometimes it's one moment at a time. Yes. Go in the bathroom. <laughs> Jill's just Go told her secret hideaway. That's right. <laughs> we hope we've encouraged your hearts today. We thank you so much for being here with us on this journey of wildly becoming who Christ created us to be. We are here for you. 
We love you. Jill, thank you for being an amazing co-host. Thank you for being an amazing host. (laughs) As always, we want to encourage you to stay stay wild. wild, friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.